Hi guys, this is Kristen, and we're back with the next installment of the 11 Health and Tech podcast. Today we will be discussing ostomy support belts and some of their benefits. 11 Health is an ecosystem surrounded and supported through smart care. We have created technological solutions for patients with our smart bag, smart wafer, all connected through our Alfred Smart Care app. Our products paired with our services are designed to help our patients lead a more fulfilling life. To learn more about all of our products, visit our website, www.11health.com. Today I have with us Colin Jarvis. Colin is an ulcerative colitis and ostomy patient. He is also VP of the company Stealth Belt and creator of Hurdle Barriers, LLC. Colin, I was wondering if you can start by introducing yourself, a little bit about your background, your education, your interests, and then we can go more into your health story. Sure. Um, so yeah, like you said, my name is Colin Jarvis and um, I have an ileostomy. Um, I've had my ileostomy since 2014 and that was as a result of a diagnosis of ulcerative colitis. Um, and I was only, I was actually short-term ulcerative colitis patient. Um, I wasn't diagnosed until sometime in uh, 2013. So I spent about eight months there uh, while I was sick and then had the, had the surgery for an ileostomy. Um, and at the time I was 21 years old. Um, yeah. And so since then I've, uh, I graduated college because that was I was right in the middle of, of uh, my undergraduate degree at UC Berkeley. And, you know, I had to, to withdraw from school for a little while, but I managed to get re-enrolled after I had the surgery and was feeling healthy again and um, got back into into the regular swing of my life. And, and now have, have kind of sparked a new passion for trying to help people who have have to kind of go through the same things that I went through because um, I know how challenging it was for me and a lot of the things that I struggled with and I thought you know if I if I struggled so much I couldn't possibly be the only one and um, you know I, I felt like I, I was in a position to be able to do something to help people so that's kind of the the short of it. That's great it sounds a lot like my story I had my uh, permanent ileostomy surgery when I was 21 and I was also in college at the time I did have to take a semester off of school, but I continued my education as well. And it's not easy speaking from personal experience, but I it took me a little bit to accept that. So I'm great at, in that process of you going to school, you already knew that you wanted to help other patients like yourself. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's like a, a pretty common trend there that like when you when you go through something that can be like, you know, somewhat traumatic and yeah. um, really challenging that you, you the, the level of empathy you have for other people who are, are experiencing the same thing is, is much higher. And it, it just makes sense that we want to help. Exactly. I agree. How did you come up with the idea to start your business hurdle barriers? I guess I'll, I'll give a little bit more background because that'll probably help set the context a bit better for how hurdle barriers came to be. When I was in university and before I was diagnosed uh, with ulcerative colitis, I was a collegiate athlete. So I, I ran track and field and cross country, middle and long distances. And, you know, that'd been my, a huge passion of mine and it, it still is today. But back then I was extremely competitive and was, you know, fortunate enough to be successful in, in that sport to get me to, to be able to compete at, at Berkeley. And, you know, I kind of thrown myself into that, that lifestyle. 
so when I got sick, it made it really challenging to run at all. And of course, like at a certain point, it became completely impossible because I had just become so anemic from ulcerative colitis and the pain was so severe that there was no, there was no way I was, I was running through that despite my very bullheaded attempts to try and do it anyway. Um, but, uh, so when I, uh, when I did get the surgery, it was, you know, that was probably the most challenging aspect for me because it, it, the illness kind of took away this part of my life that really was my identity. Like I, I was a runner, you know, I was a, a student athlete and, you know, I take my, I took my education very seriously, but at the same time, like a big part of what I was trying to do with my life was become a professional athlete and become an Olympian. That was, you know, it was something that I, I wanted desperately. And um, be, due to the like success that I was having in, in the first few years of college, it was starting to look like that was actually going to be kind of a reality for me. So, you know, when I, when ulcerative colitis did hit, it, it really just kind of pulled the rug out from underneath me. And when I got the surgery, I had so many questions about like, am I going to be able to run again? Like, am I going to be competitive? What's it going to be like? How is it going to affect me? And, you know, all these questions, I hadn't run for over a year and a half. And it, it was, you know, I, I struggled with depression during that time. For me, it was running, but I think everyone kind of has their own version of that story. You know, there's some aspect of your life that gets drastically altered by the, the changes that a chronic illness can can force on you. For me, it was, it was that sport. And I was, I felt, uh, I felt lost. So when I did get the surgery, I was thankful enough to be able to kind of start competing again. It was a slow process and in, in getting back to active and being healthy again. But I had the benefit of since I was an athlete my whole life and also had like a, like a very, very good support staff, athletic staff that knew how to help me rehab. I, I had all of the benefit of knowing like, all right, this is what I can do. This is how much my body can handle. This is how I prevent hernias, all of these things. And so when I, when I graduated college and had seen some continuing success in the sport, I, I decided to start a blog and try and figure out some way to like kind of mix these two passions together because I, you know, I had I still wanted to run and it's a big part of my life and it's part of who I am. But I, after having gone through all of that and kind of coming out the other side, I wanted to try and make that experience easier. And I felt like from the perspective of a, like a endurance athlete who competes at a high level, I, I was in a distinct position to be able to share some of that knowledge that I had and really help people navigate that path even, even more easily than, than they might otherwise. So with that, with the blog that I was putting up online, it was really just kind of like a, it was almost like part diary, part um, informational blog. I was just sharing like what was going on in my life, what I was doing, and that was starting to get some attention. And eventually I, I was contacted by a, a couple guys that are there. They live uh, over in Chicago, um, but they had been reading my blog and were really interested in what some of the things I was saying and, and what I kind of had laid out as my goals and what I wanted to do. And they said like, hey, like we'd love to, to talk to you and see if there's something we can do to work together. Would you be interested in that? And I said, yeah, oh, like, yeah of course. Like, you know, I'd, I'd love to get some more people involved and, and work together with some like-minded folks. It turned out that one of, the, one of the two guys was also somebody who had an ostomy and had competed in Ironmans uh, since getting that ostomy. So we kind of had that, that shared experience of being athletes. And then the other one, also an athlete, 
had actually competed back in the day at Stanford, which is Berkeley's rival school. So these two guys, we, we all kind of, we laugh at it now when we look back, it, it seemed like a kind of serendipitous uh, connection that we all had that just made sense that, you know what, we all have this like similar story. Like we all kind of want to get involved in this space and help people. And, you know, I, I feel like they agreed that I was in a unique position to be able to do that. So they wanted to help give me some support. And that's when we decided to form a company, a, a partnership called Hurdle Barriers. And Hurdle Barriers was initially founded in, in 2016. And our whole mission is to help facilitate the transition for people who've faced serious medical conditions get back to a healthy and fulfilling lifestyle. Like we just, we just want to help people get back to what they're doing. And the way that we, the way that we do that as hurdle barriers is to invest in either startup companies with that mission or, or existing companies that are small that need help growing. We provide both the, the expertise of, of uh, what we can do and then also funding, of course. So yeah, it, it was a, it's really, I'm really thankful to be involved with, with hurdle barriers and, Right now, the the main thing that Hurdle Barriers does is uh, works with Stealth Belt, and that's that's kind of how I got involved. Wow, that's great! I think the connection, first meeting the two, having in common that you guys are all athletes is everything. When you meet somebody who's going through a similar experience, being able to discuss about your past and obstacles can really come up something, and it, it looks like you have. I do want to touch on something that you said about losing something because of your chronic illness or better yet, just kind of going through thinking about what could have been if you did not have that experience with your surgery. It made me think of my own personal story. And I'm sure many people listening have their one thing, like you said, and I think it could give those who are currently going through surgery hope that you, you overcame your surgery and you are still running. So one of my dreams was to become a soccer player. And I did, I did start playing soccer again in college, but to right now I currently can't because of an injury, but I do, I do hope that I can get back to playing soccer. So I think just hearing you say that made me smile. Good. Yeah. I mean, I exactly like, I, I think that's a, it's a totally like valid fear, I think. Cause it's, it's such an unknown. It's, I mean, it is a big surgery. Like there, like it's not, it's no small thing to have a medical appliance like this. So it, it is kind of scary. Um, and, but I mean, I think that there's also this common misconception about what kind of person has an ostomy and what the limitations are. And we just don't really like there, I don't think there's that much, that much knowledge out there amongst the general population of like how much different an ostomy is today versus 10 or 20 years ago even so it's just like what's possible now is just you know i i really don't think that there's anything that i can think of that if if all you're dealing with is the ostomy itself and you're you're kind of the pre-existing health conditions that you had before if those are are no longer present i don't i don't have any reason at least in my my anecdotal experience that would stop me from thinking i could could do what i wanted and you know it it's interesting because the having, having the surgery is, or it, it was kind of a, like a, a wake up call in a way, because it, it makes you realize like how much you had going for you before. And then afterwards it, it, when you are able to kind of get back to those things, um, I don't know, like, I, I'm sure you feel very similarly that like, you're just the, like, when you do get out there and, and 
start playing soccer again that first time, like before your injury, it, it was probably like a, this, this sense of uh, appreciation for the little things that you, you might not have had before. And I know for me that every time I go out for a run now, I, you know, I kind of think about that and it's, it, it makes it all so much better. I do. It makes you appreciate life and having the ability to still do what you love. My, I'm in remission for the first time since I've been diagnosed. So wow, congratulations! So I am able to do things like that. Aside from my uh, foot injury, I will get out there to play soccer again. And I think I will have the feeling of being alive. I won't think about if there's a bathroom nearby, or if I um, may have stomach pain while I'm playing, I'll just think about how lucky I am to be on the field again. Yeah, absolutely. You said that you partnered with Stealth Belt to bring awareness about patients who have been through surgery. But when did you first meet Richard? And how did you guys decide you wanted to spread awareness together? We initially met, well, so with Hurdle Barriers, the, the two of three of us that are involved there actually uh, have ostomies. Okay. And we we both found Stealth Belt separately on our own um, years before we actually ever even got in touch. Oh. So Stealth Belt was one of the first things that I, I found. It was I, I probably a few months after having surgery, I, I stumbled across the Stealth Belt. Actually, more so my, my mom, I think, found it and said, hey, do you, do you want to give this a shot? Like, it looks like something that's right up your alley. And, you know, back then it was a, a much smaller company and probably a lot lesser known, very geared towards, I think, the, like more of the high intensity type activity yes. was really the way it was, was pitched. And so I said, yeah, sure. I mean, I'll give it a shot. Like, cause I'd still been, I'd been struggling figuring out a way to feel comfortable while I was running. Cause I'd started doing that again. And it was just, I, nothing I had tried had worked yet. So when I got the stealth belt and it, it worked as well as it did, I, I was, you know, completely. So I, I bought a, two or three more right away and was like, okay, this is now as much a part of my daily getup as my underwear is. So the, I, I had used it for years and the other business partner, Chris, that I, that has the ostomy as well. He had a very similar experience. And when we first met up, he suggested that I try it and I'd already done it. And so that we laughed at that, but you know, about six months or so after we had been with hurdle barriers, I, I, I suggested the idea like, Hey, like, let's see what stealth belts doing. Like, what are, what's going on over there? Cause it's a, we knew it was a, a fairly small company and it, it aligns almost perfectly with our values and what we wanted to be able to help people to do. So, and they were both very enthusiastic and kind of had the same idea, the same thought. Um, so we, we reached out to Richard and he was just so happened to be looking for some, some partners to help the business grow. Cause he knew that he had a great product on his hands, but he just needed some help getting the word out. And that's uh, like, we went out to Tennessee, which is where Stealth Belt's located about six months after Hurdle Barriers was formed. And I met Richard for the first time and, you know, we, we got along right away. I think Richard and I are, are fairly like-minded people and we, we both want kind of the same things for Stealth Belt and to be able to help other people. Uh, so it was, you know, it was a really smooth, like there was never a point in that process where it seemed like, oh, I don't know about this. It was all just like, yeah, I can't believe how perfect this is because he wanted, he only wanted to partner with somebody else that had the same level of passion for helping people and for the product that he did. And, you know, he, he found that in, in us and, you know, we found what we were looking for in him. So it, 
it was just kind of this perfect meeting of the minds. That makes complete sense. So for those who do not know what the stealth belt is, um, a ostomy bag fits inside the belt and it wraps around your body. So can this belt be um, worn by about anybody? Do they have to be a certain size? Um, do they come in different colors? Uh, how would you go about ordering a belt knowing uh, which one would fit best for you? Yeah, so I mean, all yeah. good questions. Um, so I mean, the the stealth belt really it's it's designed for really anybody with an ostomy, and we have some different styles that um, can allow you to wear it in different ways. So our most popular one is actually like I think a little like counterintuitive in that it it holds the ostomy appliance horizontally, um, which is you know it's just different because when you first go into the hospital and you have a belt or sorry, a, an ostomy appliance put on you, they, they typically put it facing down because that's um, what would make sense to, to empty it the, the easiest. But wearing it to the side, we found keeps it just more concealed and kind of out of the way. So we have that. But then we, there's also vertical versions as well for people who maybe have like a urostomy or really watery output, high output kind of situation and just don't want to deal with the, the horizontal wear. So we do make different ones for that. And um, what's, what's really cool about stealth belt is that like, while we do have like a, like a wide range of products that are ready to go out the door, like we've got a big inventory of stuff, but, um, the, it is a fairly custom product. So when you come to stealth belt and you're looking for a belt, like you're, you're going to give us your waist size. So we're going to know that this belt fits you and your body the way that you're the size that you are. Um, and then we're going to look at what the size of your particular appliance is. So if you have a one piece coloplast appliance, the belt style that you're gonna get is gonna be different than like a two piece Hollister appliance. And, and that's just to make sure that the belt is tailored to like suit your situation as, as well as it can. Um, and then also the side of your body of where your stoma is located, um, if it's the left or right and um, even if there's double ostomies, we can, we can custom make for, for people who have, who have two ostomies. Uh -huh. Um, and we, you know, when it comes to like custom colors, all of those things, um, we can, we can take special requests and like custom design requests. So sometimes people who've had multiple stealth belts in the past will say like, Hey, you know, actually I want like a, mm -hmm. a crazy colored one, um, that looks like this. And I, I want to put a zipper in the back for a credit card because oh, wow. I like to run in it or something. And carry that. So um, we can do that kind of thing. You know, of course, it takes a couple of weeks for us to turn around and get that out. But, um, you know, that's that's one of the things that I think sets Stealth Belt apart is that um, we're able to to do those types of requests. And uh, a lot of the people that that work at Stealth Belt, Richard and myself included, are the ones that test out the belts and make yeah. sure they work because they need to, they <laughs> need to work for us, too. So I think um, it's great yeah. that you guys accommodate all body types and all different types of ostomy patients, whether you have a urostomy, ileostomy, or colostomy, because for those who are a little bit more rare, I'm not rare, but um, some appliances only work for certain patients. So first off, having that ability right. to accommodate all people. And then also I wanted to point out a lot of people I see wear their self belts and they don't need a shirt. So say you're at the beach um, for male patients, if they want to just wear swim trunks and no shirt, they can wear that um, ostomy belt, sport belt. 
or if you're at the gym and the girls want to wear a um, sports bra and shorts, I think that's great because that's something I struggle with. I'll wear tight clothes to the gym and you can see my outline of my bag. And that makes me a little bit nervous or um, at the beach, I'll wear high-waisted bikinis. But for those who are confident enough just to wear their self-belt in their bathing suit, I think that's great. So what would you say um, why someone would wear a self-belt? Would it just be an everyday kind of thing or is it good for people who like to work out? Um, what would you say would be the most common reason why people wear self-belts? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, there's a, a wide range of reasons why somebody might want to wear a stealth belt and it, it kind of spans the whole, the whole board. I would say most commonly people are really just interested in the support right. and the concealment because the stealth belts, they like in the name, uh, stealth belt, it, it keeps the, the appliance concealed. And I, I think that that's a, a really big thing for people. Um, like, cause you, like you were mentioning, um, it's, it's a, something that can be, you can be fairly self-conscious about. And, you know, I'm, you know, even myself six years in, I'm at the point now where I've, I've like fully embraced my role with stealth belt and I have no problem letting people know that like I have an ostomy and, you know, it's not something that I'm as concerned about as I was early on. But at the same time, I feel like when I am in a public place where people might not know who I am and might not know my story, it's nice for me to feel like I'm in control of who knows and who doesn't. And it, it gives me, it gives me that sense of, of power to decide like who knows and, and, and who doesn't. And it, it just, I think it puts the mind at ease, you know, so you're not, you're not so self-conscious and you can kind of focus on, on whatever it is that you're doing. And, you know, for me, a lot of my activities are, you know, fairly active. I still run a lot and I work out a lot. So the stealth belt is, obviously like a phenomenal option for, for doing things like that, like swimming, running, biking, whatever. But the majority of people who buy stealth belts and, and who use them are just trying to keep their, their awesome appliance concealed underneath work clothing, like day-to-day -day activities. You know, it's, it's not necessarily just a, an active, active wear belt. It's something that you'd wear all day. And like, for instance, I, I have a, there's different styles that we make that kind of accommodate different activities so we've got one that's neoprene that neoprene's what wetsuits are made out of so it's made for like high intensity oh. water activities and things like that but on the other end of the spectrum we've got a like a a slim slip-on style that's a much lower profile and it's great it's oh, what wow. i use to sleep in and it's actually what i've got on right now just to kind of casually be around the house and you know i'm not not looking to go run a marathon or anything like that, but it, it just, it makes me more comfortable. And, you know, even while sleeping, like I'm not worried about roll, like getting the bag caught on the side of the bed or something. And like, you know, it's all, it's all concealed and put against the body. So it's, it's just more comfortable. In my I think opinion. you answered my next question about why awesome support belts are important. I think most patients want to use products that are easy to use, but also feel comfortable. We now have a bag on our stomach. Mine's permanent, so I will have it for the rest of my life. And like you said, sometimes it should be, mm -hmm. all the time, it should be your choice to tell others about your bag. You should feel in control. And for me, being comfortable knowing 
that it's my choice to keep it concealed or supported, I think it's really important. So I like how you explained um, about that. Yeah. I mean, I think there it's all, it's kind of related. Like it's, it's, it's important for people for different reasons. And, you know, that seems to be one of the more common ones that, that we hear when we talk to to the people that that buy our belts um so you can purchase the belt on your website correct yeah yeah so it's we're primarily through our website and i believe i heard something about insurance kind of helping uh support those patients ordering the belt yeah so it's it is possible to get the belts reimbursed um so we don't we don't deal with the insurance companies up front we're working on that but it's uh so it's a difficult yeah. and rocky process to get insurances to to sign off on this. But um, for now, the best way of doing it is when you, uh, if you talk to your doctor or nurse and have them write a letter of necessity or a prescription for an ostomy belt, um, and then you re- that you submit that with an insurance company, they'll give you a reimbursement, and that typically will cover about half the cost of the belt. Um, or if you happen to be a, a veteran, um, those are fully covered through yeah. the VA. So yeah, I think we're that's getting great. That's, that's awesome. Segwaying into a little bit about 11 health. Many of our patient coaches are involved with stealth belt. And I think that's amazing. I was a coach two years ago. I started as the first coach and as coaches were coming in, they started to talk about stealth belt and that is how I first learned about it. But there are four coaches who are involved in both Stealth Belt and Eleven Health, and we actually invited you guys to come to Hope. So, what was it like learning about Eleven Health, then getting invited to come have a booth space and share a little bit about your company at our conference? Yeah, um, I mean, it was it was great. I I unfortunately was not able to attend Hope uh, the conference myself. I had something already on the schedule conflicting. But I, I think we had, I think you're right when you said four, four people that work at Stealth Belt that also double as uh, 11 health coaches. Um, and, you know, it, it just makes a lot of sense to me from what I know about 11 health is like you guys, your whole mission is to improve the patient experience and reduce the likelihood that people get readmitted to the hospital. You know, if there's an avoidable problem or some like gaps in knowledge or, you know, getting that data from your smart bags, like all of these things that 11 Health do are all very patient focused and trying to produce better results. And so for for what uh, like Stealth Belt's goals are is to, I mean, when you think of our tagline, our, our mission is to help people with ostomies go anywhere and do anything. And it, it kind of is, is a very similar idea. So it, it doesn't surprise me at all that the types of people that are attracted to Stealth Belt to be to work um, would also be attracted to work with uh, Eleven Health and get involved. And this in is that. why we wanted you to be at Hope. So Hope was our first conference, and we wanted those <laughs> yeah. who were our vendors to have a central goal. We were all there to help make the ostomy patients' lives easier. And we know that Stealth Belt creates this belt to make a patient feel comfortable and supported. And the belt is offered for all all types of patients. And that's what we want to market to. All types of patients who need that extra support. And a lot of people were at your booth talking to the self-belt reps and learning. And I believe some of them wanted to order belts. And I think it's great that you guys were there. I know that you personally weren't there, but you had representatives presenting your company and it, it was really great. So I'm glad that 
you guys were able to attend and teach all of the patients who attended a lot about your company. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's fantastic to just have more more outlets for people to uh, that have ostomies to have a chance to learn and get their questions answered and um, and hear from companies like ours and and other ones that you know we really want at the end of the day, we want to make people's lives with ostomies easier and we want to make them more comfortable and just so that they can do the things that they like doing. Um, so like, you know, whenever there's a new opportunity to kind of help facilitate that, if, if stealth belt can be involved and if, especially if they're want, like if, if people are wanting stealth belt to be involved, we always make the extra effort to, to make sure that that happens. That's great. And I really want to thank you for being on this podcast today, because one, you you were a great example to show other ostomy patients listening, other family members that even after surgery, you were able to follow your dreams and you had some help. You had some help with your ostomy support belt and other people that partnered and shared similar stories. And now you're a part of this great company. So I really wanted all of our listeners to hear about this and learn how important a ostomy support belt is. Whether you are using the belt that comes with your bag, but the, the support belt in general can just make you feel a little bit more confident and comfortable. Thank you so much for, for bringing me on. I appreciate the opportunity. And um, you know, I, I, I've been really enjoying the last couple of years seeing what Eleven Health's doing and um, how active you guys have become in, in the community as a whole. It's just, it's great to see. So um, yeah, I really appreciate being, yeah, being involved. And if the listeners want to hear more about Stealth Belt or learn more about the company, you can visit their website. I'm sure they have their social media on all platforms, and I can even add that in the notes. So just StealthBelt.com. And, you know, if you type in Stealth Belt on uh, any major social media, we'll be there. And we, you know, we put out stories of success stories and helpful info. So, you know, we try and be a resource as well. Thank you so much, Colin. And thank you all for listening. I will see you guys soon. Bye. Thank you. Bye.